Welcome to Animorphs Anonymous, the podcast where we casually discuss the Animorphs one book at a time. I'm Casey. And I'm Alex. We've done all the books. And now we're diving into the TV show. Join us every Tuesday for a new mission. And don't worry, we promise to have you back under the two-hour time limit. Maybe. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a grave announcement to make. Incredible as it may seem, both the observations of science and the evidence of our eyes lead to the inescapable assumption that those strange beings who landed in the Jersey farmlands tonight are the vanguard of an invading army. I'm going to need to top off my wine before we get into the TV show. (laughs) Okay, I still have three quarters of a beer left, and it's a dark porter and it's a tall can, so... Nice. Okay, let me (laughs) let me go fill up my cup. (laughs) Okay. I might end up drinking most of the bottle of wine tonight. We'll see. Sounds like a dream. It's a Moscato, so it's not very... Let's see. (laughs) What's the alcohol level on this? 8%. Okay, so it's like a cider or some shit. I'm gonna be so dehydrated, girl. Tom Hafferford in the house. Okay, we're back. And we're back. And we're back. <laughs> Animorphs Anonymous. Listen, I've had very little amounts of beer, but like a lot of cake. So I feel like I'm just somewhere in the zone. Cake? Yeah, so Scott ordered dinner tonight because I don't know why, but he he just was like, I'm ordering dinner. So we got like sandwiches and like an appetizer. And then he ordered carrot cake. We just demolished like half of a carrot cake. Like a whole and cake? Scott looked at, like, no, like two giant slices. Okay. Okay. And halfway through eating it, Scott looks at me and he goes, well, this is a really weird cheesecake. And then he looks down at it and he looks back up and he goes, that's because it's carrot cake. <laughs> <laughs> How do you fuck that up? Texture though. <laughs> he just like he was far enough into eating it that like I really feel like he should have realized sooner. Oh my god. That's incredible. First of all, it's got frosting on it. Cheesecakes generally don't. <laughs> it's all frosting in my mind. <laughs> yeah, and like one of one of them's like a cake made of like carrots like you can see the carrots and one of them is a cream cheese base yeah again very different, different textures. colors yeah different mouth feels and tastes and yeah smells and yeah. sights and <laughs> there's there's a lot that's different between the two was he like they both start with the letter c carrot and cheese i don't know Explain yourself. Green cheese frosting that threw him. I don't even know if he could. I'll just say that, like, that was par for the course with his commentary on tonight's episode. (laughs) Well, I mean, carrot cake's good. It's not as good as cheesecake, but it's better than no cake. It was fine. The cake was fine. I had no problem with the cake. It's like that time I thought I put um, strawberry spread on my bagel and it was salmon. They were both pink. But my mouth was expecting one thing, and it got a different thing, and I was like, oh, no, this is a bad. What consistency was the salmon? I mean, it was, like, just, like, salmon-flavored cream cheese. Oh! Sorry, I meant, like... I was like, like, wait a second. (laughs) No, it's not like I had either strawberry, like, puree, or, like, actual pieces of salmon. (laughs) Yes, like, that was where I was, and I was like, okay, like, I know Scott fucked up dessert, but, like, that's, like, next level. Like, one you spread with a knife, and one you pick up with your human fingers and place it on there. 
But I know this spread you're talking about now. And yeah, that would, I, I would probably like drop everything in confusion. <laughs> I did. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> no. That's fish. This isn't strawberries at all. This is savory, this is not the sweet. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's all fine. I, that's not fine. That's a nightmare. <laughs> No, no, okay. That's my cream cheese story. <laughs> wow, what a story, Mark. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I did not hit her. I did not. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> I was talking like Moira from Schitt's Creek today. I was doing Aww. a pretty good job, I thought. I'm not doing it right now, though, because I'm... <sighs> I was, uh... For some reason, talking like Alexis last night. Oh, um, ew, David. It was when Trisha was over. Yeah, we were watching uh, Married at First Sight, and there was this girl on there that, when she, I, I'd say she's spoiled is a very nice way of putting sure. it. And she got into an argument with her new husband, and she was like, "You just like went down to eat lunch without me. You were gone for two hours, and you just left me here." And like the more she got into the argument, the more it was like, "Okay, so everything going on here, like, oh my god." (laughs) And then in my mind, she just skipped totally into Alexis territory, and I. I just loved it so much. And then I was like, let's talk like Alexis all the time. Oh, I love her. She's, I mean, as as not, like, I love David in Schitt's Creek, not fucking in Animorphs. But I yes. think Alexis is probably my favorite character. Really? I think so. Oh, She's just God. so not with it. <laughs> not with it. That's a great not with it at all. Way to describe it. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm a Moira fan through and through. I just every time she's on screen, I'm just mm-hmm. like Catherine O'Hara, you're a goddess. She is, and if like I'm looking at it from like an how good the actors are doing, it's her all the way oh my every God, time. Stunning. I just love that show, <laughs> and I finally finished the last season, and I cried. I haven't yet. Oh! I have to finish it oh, 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 oh. oh it's good oh i'm so excited it's good it's good the pepe job tv's moira rose <laughs> oh my like i've seen her in so many other things and i know how like how she speaks as like a somewhat like playing a somewhat normal character and like the way she yeah. speaks as moira is just like i watch her in home alone every single year and i'm just like okay yeah it's just like Catherine (laughs) o'hara yeah (laughs) okay anyway enough this is not a schitt's creek podcast it is now oh god i just i just don't want to do this one (laughs) it's not good it's not good. It's horrible. Um, There's no... God. I... Okay, if it makes you feel better, I summed this... I, like, I... I did not, like... I, I did what I did last episode, and I was just like, I'm not gonna break down every single line from every single person. I'm just gonna, like, get the basic gist of the scene and just go. Like, this yeah, week that's... was... This week was tough, and I just was like, all right... We're, we're 
we're going to do Cliff Notes version of this episode. Our our version of self-care is not breaking down this episode as intricately as we have in the past. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Thank God. Because when you messaged me, you said something like, I'm watching this week's episode and I'm screaming. Yeah. And in my mind... I, for whatever reason, I don't know if I was just at a weird point in my day or what, I thought, oh my god, it must be the Axe episode where he goes on his adventure and she's so happy to watch it. <laughs> so I was like ready to be dazzled no. when I came into this episode and I was shot fucking down. Oh, I'm sorry. I meant screaming in a bad way. <laughs> I, You never said anything to indicate it was in a good way. I just took that on my own and ran with it. I'm so and sorry. boy howdy, I was I was like the kid coming into their first day of boot camp and falling face first into some dog shit or something. It was just not good. I'm terribly sorry. It's not your fault at all. You said nothing to indicate that you were happy about this episode. <laughs> And I think I got to maybe 10 minutes in, probably not, that's like halfway through the episode, five minutes in, and I was like, oh no, she's screaming because everything is terrible. (laughs) It really is. It really is. (laughs) Like, this one is a contender for worst episode, I would say. It's, It's my, the worst one we've seen so far, it's my bottom one. Okay. And... Um, for me, parts of it were only redeemed because of Scott's horrific reaction to things. Oh my god. And then we went through a whole other... So for me, this episode is layered in this first part, me coming in on this high. I was also eating cake, so there was a real high for me. There was watching this episode, which just brought me down, slapped me down to reality. And then there was this whole undercurrent of Scott and I were having a different... It, it, like, affected our relationship in a way that's never really happened before. So there's just a lot happening all at once. I want to hear all about it. All right, let's let's get into it, and I'll tell you. (laughs) (laughs) This is episode 10, The Stranger. (sighs) All right. Sure is. It sure is. There's a stranger in it. We open on your favorite girl, Rachel. Who is? I know. See again. Came in on such a fucking high. I know. It's like, oh boy. I I guess there were a couple of good things about this episode, but yeah. No, they're <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, <laughs> all right. There's one like. Okay, whatever. Okay, so Rachel's digging through her closet. Her dad is standing in the background watching. I'm assuming this is her dad. Um, she's picking out an outfit, and her dad's like, "Sweetie, we're going hiking. You don't have to be color coordinated. Who's gonna see you? Squirrels and birds." And she's like, my boyfriend is a bird. Shut up, dad. She doesn't say that. But... Word for word, that's what she yeah. said. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I interpreted it. Because she says some bullshit like, oh, some of them might be my closest friends. And I was like, yeah, your boyfriend's a bird. It's fine. This is normal. Um, yeah, whatever. So she gives up. They go downstairs. Her dad's like, I don't know where you get your vanity, Rachel. And he stops and checks his hair in the hallway mirror. And she's like, yeah, no fucking idea, daddy. Um, (laughs) thank god she doesn't call him daddy i would have like oh no thrown a chair out the window i would have vomited into my hands (laughs) (laughs) dear (laughs) i call him daddy though because the starfish book is funny because it's funny i mean we think it's funny maybe other people don't 
<laughs> you know what? This podcast is to entertain ourselves. That's why we've never monetized. That's true. Because <laughs> this is this one's for us, guys. Honestly, <laughs> though, like I'm so integrated with like you and the Discord people that like I'm just like we make this for them and we make this for us. Like if people don't mm. like our podcast or think like we talk too much about other things that aren't animorphs, like there's like ten thousand other animorphs podcasts. Goodbye. <laughs> there was somebody. I don't know. I don't know why I'm telling you this right now, but there is an iTunes review that we have where somebody is like, I have to keep fast forwarding through them being off topic about Animorphs. And like, I was thinking about this in the shower the other day. They left this review like a year and a half ago. This is like ancient fucking history. But I was thinking about this in the shower the other day and I'm like, you know, these books have been out for so long. If we don't talk about like other shit, then like, what are, like, what would our episodes look like if we were on topic the whole time? I just couldn't imagine it. It's like, I don't know. It would just be really weird. Anyways, I'm sorry. We no, no, no. Like, that's really, that's really interesting. Because I have been wondering, like, because, I mean, I think in kind of the later episodes, too, like, when we've, like, definitely started to go over time, we've cut, like, pretty much everything that isn't, like, Animorphs related. But, mm-hmm. like, in our earlier episodes, like, we kind of just were like, fuck it. Like, we're going to talk about what we want. So I've kind of been wondering, like, do we talk about other things too much? And then I realized, like, I don't care. Again, yeah. there's so many other Animorphs podcasts you can listen to if you don't like There that. are. Like, there's <sighs> good ones out there, you guys, that I can't promise this. I haven't listened to any of them. But I bet there's some <laughs> that only talk about Animorphs. Yep. And not other shit. And not yeah. how much we love all the people that we've met through our podcast that like us. Yep. <laughs> Yep, yep, All yep. of our friends. All our friends. <laughs> I mean, obviously we're doing okay if we've got, like, friends and people that listen every week and give us shit if we haven't published the episode at 6 a.m. And so. if we're not doing okay, then we have an emoji for that, so. It's <laughs> <laughs> my favorite. It's my favorite thing. I'm not okay. It's <laughs> my favorite thing you made on the Discord. <laughs> Although that little Hammond is also quite good. That was all Nate. That was he edited oh. them for me. He sent them to me. I just did the the <laughs> hand actions. All right. Well, Hammond's my favorite thing that Nate has made on the Discord, and Jardway is my favorite thing that you've made on the Discord. So uh, that's all I have to say about that. Um, <laughs> we really just don't want to talk about this episode. Oh my god! I'm so sorry. It's no. It's I don't. So, Rachel's dad, he's vain in the mirror, and then he opens the front door to leave. Victor Trent's standing there with a bunch of fucking dudes. They barge in, they grab him, and and move his arms behind his back, and Rachel's like, no, leave him alone, and somebody grabs her, and Victor Trent's like, tilt his head, and he opens up this little tin with there's a yurk inside, and he like pulls it out, and he goes to put it in Daddy's head, and Rachel's screaming and thrashing, <laughs> and then cut to her thrashing in her bed and she was having a nightmare and she sits up and she's like dad no and then her little sister sarah comes running in from the hallway and she's like rachel calm down it's just a dream and rachel's like where's dad and sarah's like he doesn't live here anymore it's like oh oh ah my heart um and then Sarah's really sweet, and she's like, I'll stay with you until you fall asleep. And she crawls into bed with Rachel, and it's really adorable. That's funny, because when that happens, Scott goes, who would ask that? That's a, that's a really fucking weird thing to do. <laughs> oh, no. 
I'm such a fucking sucker for like strong sibling relationships. I like that is my mm-hmm. bread and butter. I think it's because I basically grew up as an only child and I never had that. So whenever I see it, it just warms the cuckolds of my frozen heart. I I like it. That's fair. Mm-hmm. I think it's sweet. I like them having a strong relationship. Maybe Brian should have hugged you more when you were having nightmares, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to dunk on Brian. Jeez. Oh no. <laughs> God, I hope he listens to this podcast. Oh, no. Oh, God. I don't think he would or what does. What an obscure poll. <laughs> oh. Christ. Uh, I like the idea that that's the reason why Scott doesn't like this is because <laughs> his brother doesn't love him enough. Oh, that's funny. Oh, no. I'm sorry, Brian. <clears throat> I'm not. That's I'm not. <laughs> so, yeah, Sarah... Her comforts her older sister Rachel. It's very sweet. We have the opening theme. It's all in your hands. Animorphs. 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 God, I'm sorry. Fishsticks. Oh my god, I haven't thought about that in so long. I'm so sorry. Oh fuck. You guys, there I have to tell this story. Okay. There was this kid that first of all, in the animation ward of our school, for a while they put up some of the animations that students had done and let them play in the hallway, which for the most part was fine, but it was on a loop. And so if you had a three hour class in that area, You would be listening to three hours of looped animations. And there were only so many. And one of them was this kid that everybody called Fish Sticks. And I have no clue to this day what the animation was. But the soundtrack of it was his him just going, Fish Sticks, Fish Sticks, Fish Sticks. Repeatedly. And you just hear that for three hours straight. And like, <laughs> I'm out of my mind now thinking about it. I'm so sorry. Fish sticks, fish oh, no. oh my god, what a nightmare. I'm so sorry. It was, was it's okay. Fun. It's just a very visceral thing in my mind. Like I'm I'm there right now. Oh, like no. I'm here, but I'm I'm back in two thousand eight or whatever in the hallway. Oh god. Uh, oh what a time and a place what a, and a moment. It's so specific. Rachel is not in twenty twenty, she's in nineteen ninety. Eight, nine, something like that. I want to say eight, too. Ninety-eight. That was a time in the 90s. Um, She's in her living room. She's practicing gymnastics. She's got like No, she's not. She's (laughs) trying to do jujitsu badly. (laughs) God. Oh, God. It doesn't fucking matter. Brooke did a great job. I'm so sorry. I was more offended that she was doing it in her living room. Like she I mean, had. What else are you gonna do it? She had a mat on the. Gr- you could go outside. She's got a front yard. Just put the it mat outside. Drizzly. You won't fucking shove a foot through the TV or some shit. But like that's that's where. See, that's the kind of panic I want in a in a training session. Okay. Like I could break anything at any time. Not my body, but like other objects that I own. Yeah. 
And, like, I I need that kind of, like, living on the edge okay. in my life. And I feel like Rachel would appreciate that, too. Yeah. That's, yeah. At any moment, I could be in immense trouble for breaking my parents' $700 TV. <laughs> Naomi's a lawyer. She'll just buy a new one. Yeah, that's true. Lawyer of the year with that kind of money. Yeah. She'll be she'll, buying new TVs every week. She'll take the TV back to the to the store and be like, it was defective. <laughs> you Give sold me a new it to one. me with a hole in it in the shape of a foot, you fucking assholes. <laughs> I'll sue this place to the ground. <laughs> I'm going to sue you so hard. Oh, <laughs> uh, so powerful. Um, okay, so the other thing about this house that Rachel's in um, is huh. it was like... It kind of reminded me of, like, my house or, like, the houses of friends I had growing up in sort of, like, inner city. And I was Mm -hmm. definitely expecting it to be more like a brand new sort of suburban home. Um, Yeah, no, it was not that. It wasn't. It had, like, you know, it had, like, exposed wood and stuff, kind of, like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. And, like... She opened her front door a couple of times and I was just kind of looking out into the neighborhood and it's like, oh my God, like I lived in a neighborhood like this and like, like still technically like in the city. So it just like really threw me for a loop. I was expecting more of like a, a Jake type of neighborhood, I guess, where all the houses look the same, but they did not in, in this instance. They did not at all. They even had like a, like an interesting kind of patio front yard setup too. Yeah. I don't know. Huh. It was interesting. I, now that you say that, I don't know if you're talking about the house where your mom lives now. Yeah. But n- now that you say that, the living room does remind me of your mom's living room. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it reminded Weird. me a lot of, like, one of my, like, very early childhood friends' houses. It was kind of, like, it's sort of dark. Like, it has, like, the dark wood sort mm-hmm. of edging around. The, I don't know. It's Yeah. It's just weird. Yeah. It was before everybody, like, opened everything up with, like, big bay windows and yeah. bright white cabinets and, yeah. Yeah. For sure. It was. It felt very much like a kind of an older sort of 70s house or something. Mm-hmm. But that is just me trying to not talk about the episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. She's in gymnastics. In gymnastics room. Uh, she's doing some monologue about how she likes it because it's controllable. Life is not controllable. It has horrible things like aliens and divorce. Um, lots of mentions of divorce in this, this episode. Um, I mean, I don't even know what she's talking about because I tried to do gymnastics with the trick riding team and that shit's not controllable at all. Yeah. Maybe that's just like her being like, oh, I'm really good at gymnastics. (laughs) Yeah, I tried to do a backflip in the arena like five or six times. I didn't stop at one, and I ate a lot of shit that day. Well, do it better. There's a video of it. <laughs> oh, I no. can't do it better. Someone tried to put this friend of mine, put her arm behind my back and said, you have to stop curling up into the fetal position when you flip backwards. And she put her arm behind my back, and she goes, okay, I'm ready. And I tried to flip and then curled up into the fetal position. And she tried to hold my entire human body and just <laughs> dropped me. She was like, I don't know what you're doing with your body. And I'm like, I don't know either. It's instinct. That's the problem. Anyways. Gymnastics is hard. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I can't even do a cartwheel, so I can't fucking 
say a thing. Oh, I'm getting pretty good. Next time we see each other, remind me to show you my cartwheel. What the fuck? I'm 30. <laughs> I'm 31. I don't even know how old I am. Fuck. If I tried to do a cartwheel, my wrist would snap in half. Then I'd really oh be Oh my fucked. God. No, you'd be fine. It's fine. No. Nah. I'm just it like. Be fine. I'll show you my cartwheel trick. It's great. So like. They always tell you, like, if you're going to do this thing, like, don't tense up because then you're more likely to hurt yourself. But, like, I'm such a fearful, anxious person and I anticipate Mm -hmm. getting injured that I will tense up no matter how hard I try not to. And I will hurt myself and it just feeds into this vicious cycle and that's why I don't do things. I just don't think that applies to cartwheels, though. But I can't do them because I'm too afraid of busting my shit real bad. And I should have learned as a kid when I was rubbery and could have bounced back from that. But I didn't because I was scaredy. No. Okay. I'll show you this. Okay. Here's here's what we're going to do to get you to do a cartwheel. What you have to do is draw a line on the ground. And your only focus can be trying to get all four of the points that hit the ground on that line. And then you won't even have time to focus on tensing up. Because it's all about hitting that line. Oh, It's all a mental game. Yeah. The it. other day, this is just another thing that is very unrelated. I just don't want to talk about this <laughs> Oh no, we're gonna be here for the four other... hours. <laughs> we're gonna be here for four hours. The other day, I did not think I could jump this tree in the woods because it was pretty high. And then I just went for it, and the pictures, I cleared it by a lot. And then that's, you just really gotta believe that you can do these things. <laughs> and maybe get a little drunk sometimes if it's really scary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, we should. I'll take you next time when the world is open and you can come visit me. I'll take you to trapeze school because that's some shit where you really got to tense up. I've been Tensing to tra- up is very helpful. I've been to Have trapeze you? school. I went with work one time. It was really fun. We should go again because yeah. they like it when you tense up there. They're very pro tense up. <laughs> okay. 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 I like it. That's what I hate about it, because I'm like, just let me fall. I want to go to the ropes course place, too, since I missed it the first time, because my flight got delayed. (laughs) Yes. Oh, man. And I just got eaten to death on the ground, and it was great. Oh, that was fun. (laughs) Yeah, that was. Oh, shit. All right. Sorry. All right. Sorry. Fuck. All right. All right. All right. Aliens and divorce. Someone rings the doorbell. She answers it. It's Daddy! She's like, what the fuck? It's not Saturday. He's like, I have some news. You know the legendary gymnastics coach Karma Belmakov? And Rachel's like, duh. Um, And Dad's like, she wants to take you on as a student. Rachel's like, shut up! Wait a minute. She's like 4,000 miles away. What the fuck? And Daddy says he got a new job as a news anchor man, and he's moving, and he wants her to come with him. And Rachel's like, are Mom and Sarah going to come? And he's like, Sarah's too little to come. And he just completely, he completely disregards Naomi because, like, they're fucking divorced, dude. <sighs> yeah. Also, yeah, why would Naomi go with? They're fucking, they're definitely divorced. Yeah! Like, Rachel, you your brain, man. It's gonna be a split <laughs> family situation, my dude. But She did seem really, like, 
she she was not grasping the divorce thing. Like she could not wrap her brain around that. And it's not like for the benefit. She it wasn't like she was setting it up for the audience to be like, no, we're divorced. Remember, honey? Because like literally, they've already mentioned it a couple of times in the first two minutes mm-hmm. of this episode. So not sure why she asked that. <sighs> I don't know. Whatever. Um, also, there's no Jordan in this universe, which is sad. Only one sister. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dad sits down next to her on the couch, and he's like, your mom thinks this is a great idea, but it's really up to you. Rachel storms off and goes to her room, and her dad follows, and Rachel's like, Carma- Carla Belmakoff would never take me on. Her dad's like, that's ridiculous. And then he starts like giving her the pitch about the new city. It's a big sports town. It's got lots of mountains. And then eventually he it comes down to, like, I just miss you a lot. And she's like, well, I miss you too, but I really need to think about this. And he's mm-hmm. like, okay, that's fair enough. And he gets up and he leaves and he tells her he loves her. And Rachel says, nothing. <laughs> nothing. And then after he leaves, Rachel gets up and closes her door and starts talking herself through the pros and the cons of leaving versus staying. Um, pros would be she wouldn't have to fight in the intergalactic battle and she wouldn't have to listen to Marco's bad jokes, which is clearly the more tempting offer. Um, she made that very clear (laughs) that that was the biggest pro. Yeah, this is the biggest piece of criteria. Um, and then she looks at a picture of her and Sarah and she's like, reasons I should stay. And she looks sad and contemplative. Does not want to mention Tobias or Cassie. Yeah, though. Yeah. Mm. Priorities. Well, it's fine. It's fine. Is is it fine? I would at least expect a Cassie mention there. Yeah. Like, oh, my best friends, my young sister. No. BFF. Instead, she's like, oh, no, my high school sign and my child sister. <laughs> Sign of my child. My child. <laughs> Does that matter? Uh, uh, maybe she just wasn't thinking of Cassie in that moment, but she remembers her later and is like, "Oh yeah, that too." But she was remembers Marco's shitty jokes. That's true. That's true. Okay, fair enough. Oh, okay. Hmm. <laughs> so okay, there's a couple of like. Marco Rachel moments in this situation that I will talk about oh later. But... God. Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Scott and I started never mind. Never mind. Okay. I'll, we'll talk about it later. Okay, okay. Let's let's get to the end as fast as possible so we can okay. talk about that moment. Okay. I'll try. I'll try. <laughs> okay, let's go visit Visitor 3. He's in his library. Okay. His library? Laboratory. Fuck, I'm drunk. <laughs> his library. <laughs> This library that has no books in it and just scientists <laughs> and, and shrimp. <laughs> He's in his shrimp cocktail room. Yeah, his yeah, his office. Uh, oh my god! So he's looking at the disc, which is in a glass case, and. There's like a plasma ball lamp sitting next to it. There is. I was so fucking delighted about that. It's like, why is this here? Are they like because it's future tech? Are they trying to pass it off as some sort of alien tech, or are yes. they like 
they have gathered a bunch of human relics and are just like, no. what is the purpose of this? No, absolutely not. They are trying to pass it off as future <sighs> tech. There's kidding? nothing you can say that will convince me otherwise. That's why they didn't turn it on. If they turned it on, everyone would have known. But right. this way they like, can touch pass it, it off. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Shit. That was hilarious. I... I didn't realize that at first, and then I paused to, like, take notes, and then I looked, and I was like, is that a plasma ball? What's going on? <laughs> it was all I could focus on in that scene, and, like, I didn't even realize they were talking about the uh, Herrick Deleste until, like, later, yeah. because I was like, oh my god, that's a fucking plasma ball. <laughs> Shit. I've always wanted one of those. They're, like, $10. I'll buy you one for Christmas. Oh my god. I can drive my lava lamp. Uh. <laughs> Visitor 3 is bitching about how they spent so many hours trying to figure out the disc thing and it's resulted in fucking nothing. And there's a lady scientist and she's standing there and she's like, we are fairly certain we've made a breakthrough. Visitor 3 is like, fairly? And she goes on to explain that the disc has been recalibrated to open with andalite DNA somehow. Um, yeah. She asks him to return to his andalite host form and he starts morphing. And really, they just took the morph uh, sequence from the cat episode and played it backwards, which is fine for now, I will say. Fine for now. Um, (laughs) So then the scientist is like, okay, now place your hand on the disc. So he puts his hand on the glass case and immediately gets, like, shocked and thrown to the ground. Um, (laughs) Yep, he does. And the scientist is like, oh, fuck. And he gets up and he's like, let me show you a joke of mine, which makes no sense. And he holds his tail no. blade to her throat. Um, and then, okay, she goes on to explain that the disc must be calibrated to a specific andalite, a chosen one. So she just told him that it would open if he touched it. And then she was like, oh, just kidding. It needs to be a specific andalite, a chosen one. Like, what the fuck? Who wrote this? I don't know, and, like, I really feel like what would have made that scene so much more successful would be if she started talking about how, like, it opens to Andalite DNA, but they think that it has to be, like, a specific one. Like, I don't know, maybe a relation of his. And then Visor 3 was just like, well, I'll try to open it with my Andalite form, and she tries to say, like, no, I don't think that'll work, and he does it anyways. Like, that would have made so much more sense than it'll open if you touch it, zap. It'll open if the chosen one touches. Yeah. Or if they had been like, we think, yeah, yeah. Like you said, like, we think it's a very specific Andalite. We think it's like a special Andalite. A chosen one can open Mm -hmm. this. And Visitor 3 is like, well, it's got to be me. I'm the best. And then he touches it. And then he finds out he's not the chosen one. And he gets all pissy about it. Yep. Yep. Solved it. Just wrote a better fucking dialogue than what happened. Five seconds. It took five seconds. Why didn't they hire us? Because we were eight. Because we're children. Because we're children. (laughs) I mean, I just don't... Like, the writing has been... Like, that Marco episode was so good. Like, what the fuck happened here? I don't know. The Axe episode was good. Except for the Andalite fight. Oh my god. Okay, anyway. Well, like, you're right. The Andalite fight wasn't good, but the, the dialogue, the dialogue overall was, good. was pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to start, like, making note of who the writers are. I'm going to I'm gonna make a point of that 
and just because like it, it'll be like it'll be fun it'll be like the ghostwriter situation for the books mm-hmm. except now <laughs> the tv writers oh. oh my god yeah i wouldn't know because today we got to the end of the episode and as soon as the credits started to roll i said turn it off we can go no further <laughs> <laughs> everything is ruined. ruined and bad everything's the worst Ugh. anyways sorry so visitor three is fucking killed by the shock from this thing um and the war's over this is the end of the tv show <laughs> we've won he's dead scientists <laughs> killed him <laughs> uh well except actually she's like chosen one blah 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 and he's like it's the end of light bandalites chosen one i'm coming chosen one uh, i'm sorry i'm so sorry no that's a great interruption i but he's like, it must be the Andalite Bandalites. They must be the key to opening this thing. Go find them. It's like, we've literally gone over this like 10 times. Like, the main reason you want to capture them is so that you can open this fucking thing. Like, we talked about this in episode four. Why, why is there all this pomp and circumstance just to get to this criteria? <laughs> like, well, like, also, they're already trying to capture them. Mm-hmm. You yelling to capture them harder, like... That's not going to help. Capture them even harder, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> harder, better, faster, stronger. <sighs> God, it's the only way they could possibly capture them is a tiny net. <laughs> I'm so glad we had the same thought of that. <laughs> oh, perfect. Maybe the writer watched Kung Pao right before this. I don't think the timelines worked for that at all, but let's say they did. Oh my god! I hope so. <laughs> they're like, Maybe. They're like, we're gonna throw in Chosen One. We're gonna throw in a tiny net. I got I got one better. They were working on Kung Pao at the oh same time. Oh my god. And that's why they couldn't give their all to the Animorphs TV yep. show, because they had to give it all to Kung Pao. Yep. And they were so inundated with keywords from the script that they were just like, uh, chosen one, uh, tiny net, uh, <laughs> children. Uh. There, was, there was one point where Rachel yelled at her dad, whoa, that's a lot of nuts. <laughs> but that's, that was too far. They cut that. <laughs> that was just too much. <laughs> there, was, there was a controller named Wimplo who was an idiot that they trained wrong as a joke. <laughs> I fucking forgot about Wimplo. <laughs> if you've got an ass, I'll kick it. <laughs> oh fuck! Oh no! Okay, okay. We get a brief scene that's not terrible, and then we get the rest of the episode, which is terrible. Okay. Oh good. And we get to this brief respite. So they're in the woods. The kids are walking next to a river. Marco's bitching about how he hates nature, and he's slapping mosquitoes off his neck. Cassie gives him shit about not acquiring the mosquito. It was perfectly good morph. And he's like, I'm not acquiring anything that's acquiring my blood. Um, Jake and Rachel are talking about what Rachel's going to tell her dad. She's like, I don't know. We're in the middle of an intergalactic war. And then she starts despairing about their progress in the war and how they'll throw off the Yerks for a little bit, but then they just bounce back. Um, and Marco's like, hey, I don't like this. You're starting to sound like me. And Jake's like, we can't give up. We're all in this together. <laughs> and then suddenly Sean Ashmore was Zephron. Oh, just like <laughs> I knew he was all along. What if Sean Ashmore was the lead of High School Musical? How would that have changed Oh High my School god, Musical? I would have paid money to see this happen. 
No, that's not true. I probably wouldn't have, but it would have been I wouldn't great. have at all. No. But that would be great. I don't know if Sean Ashmore can sing. Be. Can we find this out? Yeah, let, let me Wait, Google Wait, he plays guitar. I read this in the book. It doesn't mean he can sing necessarily, but I'm assuming he's not completely musically fucked up. Like, he has an ear for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet he can sing. I bet he can sing. Or maybe maybe Aaron can sing. And, and aw, cute. Twins. Anyway. Okay. Enough. Hang on. I have him singing now. I'm also listening to you on the phone while he's singing. Is he good? Uh, What's he singing? It's not there yet. El Jeanette. El Jeanette? He's not bad. Okay. He's no, yeah, he's fine. He's no Edward. He's not like, he could easily take on Zephron. He's, he's no Edward Chiron. <laughs> no one's an Edward Chiron. <laughs> Is Ed Chiron Canadian or English? I don't remember. English. English. Okay. He has a whole song about growing up in the English countryside and causing trucks. Well, you know what? I don't like him. So <laughs> ever since I found out that he sings a duet story. with Beyonce, does the he? Ketchup story from oh! Munch Squad. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking oh, about. Oh, that's a very special ketchup. kind of selling out that I'm just not all about. Anyway. Oh, would you like an update on the progress of our war with the McElroys? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me. In the last two weeks, they've not only mentioned our hometown, Milwaukee, <gasps> they've also mentioned my escape room, City 13 Escape, oh, in the room of which we went in and attempted to beat their time. We came nowhere near them, but we thought we did. We were like 10 minutes slower. So that was upsetting. And then they started making the the cheap, 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 cheap noises that that we make all the time. And so I think really, they're really digging in now to our podcast and dissecting it. And uh, also our personal phone calls and our personal lives. Oh no. And they're really paying <laughs> The McElroy's have bugged us. us. The McElroy's have bugged everything we do. No. And they're now watching us on a close personal level. Oh God. <laughs> this is insane. So the war continues <laughs> is what I'm saying. I've only just started listening to... Mabim bam again. I'm not done with Taz, but apparently I'm just bouncing from podcast to podcast. So I'm slowly catching up on Mabim bam. Uh. I have had about a three week time period where I'm like, I just have to listen to music for a while. I'm only like two or three weeks behind, but I am behind on Taz. But I'm pouring I'm wine up right on. in front of the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> the bottle is empty. Nothing matters anymore. Like, I know that. At this point of the recording, we're, like, halfway through. But, like, I just think everybody should know that we're only two days post the election. And things are still being counted. Shit's still up in the air. We're absolutely entitled to be drunk and confused right now. This episode didn't make anything better for us. It's so true. We're living in a time right now. Not to completely, like, you know, peel back the curtain. But it is it is the 6th of November. Oh, I didn't watch V for Vendetta yesterday. Ah, oh, jeez. Ah, oh, shucks. Ah, oh, beans. Ah, oh, beans. Ah, oh, beans. <laughs> Missed out. I on... didn't shave my head. Beans. Beans. I didn't. I didn't. Something. Something. Stephen Fry. He was in that movie, right? Yeah. Oh my god. What? Yeah. Yeah. He was the guy. And they. And they. And they took him because he was gay. Oh. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I've seen that movie once, and it was many years ago. Oh. So, but now that you've said that, I do remember that plot line. Yeah, and she hid under his bed. 
Spoilers for sure. me for Vendetta. <laughs> I've seen it and I don't remember this. So. Uh, oh my god. Oh god. She shaves her head. She did shave. Well, I mean, she, she didn't shave her head. Explosives. Someone right, else they shaved, shaved it, it yeah. for her. Yeah, yeah. She cried. Yeah, she did cry. Train full of explosives. I dreamed a dream of time gone by. Was that in that's there? That's the wrong movie, but no, that's <laughs> another movie where they shaved a very similar looking woman's head. Oh, they did. And she also cried. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you make a whole podcast about movies with women with shaved heads who are crying. Who are crying. Well, we'd also then get to watch. Uh, I said car boys. <laughs> <laughs> car boys. It's not car boys. It's car boys. <laughs> you know the movie Car Boys. Room men. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Top Gear, but in the dystopian future, where in Australia, where everyone's sad. <laughs> you know, Zoomy Zoomy Fire Boys. <laughs> <laughs> Pyromaniac <laughs> Keith Richards guitar man. Lovely, lovely day, boys. <laughs> There's so much liquid pouring out of my body right now. <laughs> I've injured my clavicle laughing. Oh no! This is the wildest, wildest route we could have taken. I'm so, I'm so oh. sorry for the crimes I've committed. <laughs> Podcast crimes. The true crimes are the ones we committed on this podcast. Yes, they are. Yep. I would rather I would rather watch Mad Max Furious Road than this. That's what it's called. <laughs> yep. Angry Max Furious Road. I guess although I guess mad means like insane, not angry. Cuz he's not No, it means he's extremely angry. <laughs> <laughs> I am Furious Max Angry Road Man. <laughs> okay. Okay, 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 okay. Speaking of of insane, the next, the rest of this episode is fucking crazy. Especially, like, uh-huh. the next, like, ten minutes. Fucking insane. I'm gonna do my best. But, like, if you're confused, so am I. <laughs> so, Axe. Whew. Yeah. Axe, my baby son. Horrible. Mm-hmm. Horrible Andalite suit. He's standing by a river. We can only register this for about 0.2 seconds before a lasso gets thrown over him and he starts screaming. Because we can't have a nice moment of Axe just standing by the river. Like, we have to edit this so that we get nothing. Like, vaguely register that he is there before we start the action. Because fuck whoever made this show. They've lassoed him. He's screaming. Tobias is flapping on a tree nearby. Some fucking cowboys come out of the woods, and they all lasso Axe. Tobias is like, Axe, no, I'll help you. And then he just fucking doesn't. Like, the bird had its wings out when it started the sentence, and then when he says, I'll help you, he, like, folded the wings back into his body. <laughs> so it's just like... <laughs> By doing nothing. <laughs> oh, oh, no, Axe. Poor when, Axe. Okay, when this scene happened... I just looked at Scott, and he's like, what? Like, what? I'm like, are you not noting what's wrong with this scene? And he's like, yeah, they got him, like, lassoed up. Like, I see, it's lame. And I was like, they lassoed a man with a tail blade who can cut through steel without a second thought. (laughs) And Scott just goes, oh, my God, I didn't even think of that. (laughs) I didn't think of that either, quite honestly, because... The, they don't 
they don't fucking okay i might have noticed it if in axe's last episode they'd actually had a fucking tail blade fight if they if axe actually used his fucking tail blade at any point in this fucking show but no he mm-hmm. just fucking exists and how was i supposed to know I blame the show. I don't. I blame the show for this. You, yeah, are very connected with the source material, and and you can see the things. You can see this, and you can see the fact that they had to drag Tobias through the ferret hole. So <laughs> you're like, you're like yeah. on, on a different level than the rest of us fucking viewers. I'm just. I can. I'm always looking for the way out, man. You're just. You're just. You're just like. You got your head above water in that way. The rest of us are just kind of floating along, and you're you're looking for sharks, man. <laughs> oh fuck! Damn, you got like. Anyway, Tobias does nothing. Axe is like, "There's so many of them. Go get the others." And Tobias is like, "Okay, bye." He flies off. Um, Axe is struggling. A horkbajir sticks its head out of a bush. We never fucking see this horkbajir again. <laughs> So I don't know why it was fucking there. I don't know why you just fucking cut this alien out of the series because you did so fucking poorly with it. We've been over this. Fuck. Yep. The Andalite suit looks yep. even worse in the daylight. Never do this again. <laughs> please. Like, come on, guys. Just keep doing the horse painted blue trick for a while. It's fine. It's it's fine. Like, if you had been like, we're going to see Axe and Tobias in the woods. And the only thing I saw were blue legs galloping down that forest trail, like, towards the kids. And I say that in quotations, because, like, whatever. That would have been kind of cool. Just some clever editing. Just play with it, guys. Try stuff. Do things. Play in the space. Be creative. Yeah. Play in the space. You must have gone to some sort of artistic school for film. Nah. Nah. I guess not. Nah. You're right. What was I thinking? <sighs> okay. Kids are walking. Tobias is like, hey guys, follow me. And he zips by Marco's left elbow. And he lands in a tree and starts mantling over something. Badly. He almost eats shit. <laughs> I mean, there's like... Worst landing ever. There's like not much of a branch. It's like a knot in the tree that he lands on. That bird could have fucking chosen anywhere to land. He chose that branch. But that's where the tree was. Up. That's where the tree was. I guess. That bird, yeah, the bird almost ate shit, but instead he eats quail or something. Marco's like, don't fucking do that ever again. And then Tobias is like, Axe is in trouble. And then the kids are all like, oh, why didn't you say so? And they start running towards the scene. Like, you could have fucking led with that, Tobias. Oh my god, okay. This is where I started screaming. This, this whole fucking scene. <laughs> this is where you started yeah, screaming? No, okay. Let me, let me, okay. So there's a different part of the woods. Kids run up. And Cassie points out, there he is. And they see the back of an Andalite. My literal first thought when I saw the back of this Andalite was, what the fuck is Eldrea doing here? And then my <laughs> my immediate second thought was, what the fuck is Estra doing here? Dead ass. It had an ass. And it was clearly not Axe or Visor 3 because we've seen them in their Andalite suits. They have like fucking cookie monster long ass hair. And this one was like... Clearly, like, feminine, and clearly, like, not- was just, like, a lady painted blue. No fur whatsoever. I was like, who the fuck is this? And then it never 
shows up again, it just disappears. It n- is never explained. And like nothing is explained. And this Andalite is just standing there with their arms out, like as if like greeting with the, the arms morning wide sun. Open. With the arms wide open. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Creed style, arms wide open. Like I thought I don't know. I don't know. It's like were is are they supposed to be like restrained or something? Like I think so. I think it's supposed to be tied between the trees or something. I honestly, I saw this thing flash up on the screen. It flashed away and then the kids kept walking. And I honestly, the show gaslit me into thinking that I made that up until you just said this. And now I've realized it wasn't my fever dream. You also saw it. Well, yeah, yeah. And then, okay, so it's never explained. And then they don't go like, Hey, Axe, over here. And no. To, <laughs> and Tobias never points out that this is actually nowhere near the place where they captured Axe. And the next couple of scenes, they just start wandering around like they're still looking for him. It doesn't make sense. I'm so confused. And I was you screaming. Know, you know, I, I don't know either. Like, they were just like, look, there he is. And then... A couple of them kind of say, like, oh, this doesn't feel right. It might be a trap. And then Jake's like, come on, let's keep our eyes open. And then they just, like, just fucking leave. Like, I feel I like we made similar editing choices on some videos that we made as a joke. As a joke! Because we were intentionally doing, like, parodies and, and, and trying to be funny with the editing. And this is just, I don't know what this is. I don't. The chaos. This is stupid. This it's is... awful. Somebody did something bad. It almost would have made more sense if that was the cut to commercial break, but it wasn't. It wasn't. So, like, I, I literally thought that, like, Eldrea or Estrid showed up. I thought there was, like, another Andalite showing up. Maybe, maybe there is. I don't know. And because this show can't maintain a sense of space with the shots... Like, everything is either, like, a middle shot or a close-up, and there's no, like, sense of, like, blocking or anything. Because, like, Visor 3 shows up later, and it's just the headshot. So it's like, was that supposed to be Visor 3? Well, then why, if it was Visor 3, then why did the kids just keep walking past him without freaking out? I don't, it, it, it doesn't. There's no way to make sense of it. I truly thought it was a fever dream until just now. I, I... Someone explain this to me because I I have nothing. <laughs> it's gotta be somebody other than me because I don't know either. Was that the Elemist? No, not like I, I I literally can't come up with an explanation that makes sense. It's just there's a female presenting Andalite, and then the kids almost immediately forget about it and just leave. I guess I don't know. Whatever. Did you say a female presenting Andalite? <sighs> I'm very uncomfortable with your use of Sorry, presenting, if that's how you were using it. Female presenting nipples. Um, okay. Okay, that didn't make it better, but okay. <laughs> a, an Andalite that seemed feminine to me without me trying to assume their gender is what I meant No, to no, say. no. I, I have no problem with the gender thing. It's the use of the word presenting. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm drunk, and that was a bad way to describe it. It's just... It's not inaccurate. I'm just scared. 
This is Tumblr. We are banning female presenting and nipples. Anyway, I need to leave. Guess um, we'll be putting up that not safe for work warning on the Discord after all. Oh. <laughs> this is what sends us over the edge. Anyways. Anyways. Kids leave, I guess. And they fuck off to somewhere. Yeah, again, it's there's no sense of of space. So they're just walking somewhere. <laughs> Tobias Tobias is in the sky. And he's like, "Hurry before the controllers come back." And then we cut to a close-up of Marco. Tobias lands on his arm. And I feel like they cut this just a little too early because, like, Boris is in the process of putting the meat on his arm when the bird Uh lands. Yep. Yep, bird. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) I was like, did he just give that bird a treat? God. Who the fuck edited this show? Yeah, the kids are acting like they're lost and they're looking for Axe. Doesn't make sense. Jake trips on a wire and a net falls from the sky and everybody is trapped under the net and they're (laughs) panicking and thrashing and nothing is deadlier than a tiny net. I've never seen a less threatening net in my life. Yeah. Also, like... When a net falls on you like that, you could probably just make your way to the edge of the net and, like, lift it gently. Yep. But no, they're just like, everybody wave their (laughs) arms around. Yep. And then the group of the least threatening people I've ever seen in my life step out. Yeah, like, oh, no. It's all, like, all the controllers are, like, these middle-aged people who aren't, like... I don't know. Well, it's like, okay, it's not even necessarily that they're middle-aged. It's that they're middle-aged and look like, like, there's nobody there that, like, has any sort of intimidating features. Like, nobody has really sharp angles on their face. Like, nobody's, like, really, like, intimidating in stature. They're all, like, just short, unassuming people, which, like, yes, I get that controllers can be anybody, blah, blah, blah. But, you'd but think like, get that... fucking Hans over here. Right, you'd think they would get somebody who's, like, physically fit and would be ready to, like, smack down. Like... No, it's like whoever walked past the studio that morning wearing clothes without any logos on them. Right! And like, you, perfect. Yeah, Hans should have been And, here. like, none of them even stand in a way that say, like, I'm into like nobody has their arms crossed. They all just step out of the woods and do like the hip jut and the one leg out. Like, yeah, hey, I'm here. <laughs> I showed up. I showed up. <laughs> showed up for work today. I have no lines because I'm not part of the union. Yep, not part of the Pretty guild. Uh, <laughs> part of the guild of thieves. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I've been watching way too much X Men. Please. Oh, God. Please keep going. Uh, don't let me. Don't let me get off at this exit. Oh no! Okay, okay, okay. They're under the net. Um, there's the same fucking footage of Visor Three morphing. The same fucking footage that you used like five minutes ago. Don't ever fucking do this. It's so <laughs> dumb. Uh, yeah, of course. Visor Three starts monologuing and mocking them about how, of course, they came to save their fallen comrade. Under the net, Marco's like, we have to get out of here. We have to morph. Jake says, no, they'll know we're not Andalites. 
And Visor 3 is monologuing and, and they were dumb to show up in their human morphs. He has the disc and now he has you. And everything is cool. So everything looks terrible and bad. And then there's a flash of light. The net has disappeared. All the kids stand up. And Isn't Mark- it just below them? Huh? Isn't the net just below them? Like they were under the net and then they were on top of the net? I have no idea. Probably. It doesn't like, fucking matter. I'm sorry. It's okay. I did not notice. I was my brain had exploded at this point. Marco points out that all the controllers have frozen in time. And then somebody says, "At least we're not in the net anymore." And fucking Christopher shows up. <laughs> Christopher. Christopher, he's back. Christopher, 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 Christopher. <laughs> Rachel's like, oh my god, Christopher. I mean, Tobias. <laughs> Christopher. <laughs> and she runs up and hugs him, and it is tender as fuck. That's, they were adorable in this two-second scene. I, I missed a little bit how he acted in the book when she hugged him and he, like, freaked out and tried to fly away. But this was so tender. I needed this, though. Like... Yes, oh. it's not accurate to the books, but I, I at this point yeah. of the episode, I too needed a tender hug. <laughs> <laughs> I needed a tender hug from Christopher and Brooke. <laughs> Just like sandwich myself between them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. That's what I needed in this moment. Oh, no. <sighs> so that's a good part of the episode. That's like one thing I enjoyed. Is that, yeah. that sweet little hug. Or what's that? Cassie's like, why are the Yerks doing this? Jake says, I don't think the Yerks are doing this. A deep man voice says, very good, Jake. And everybody turns around and there's a fucking force ghost that has appeared in front of them. (laughs) This was the start of Scott and my relationship falling into disrepair. (laughs) Really? Okay, do tell. So this force ghost shows up. And I don't know any of the dialogue because at this point, Scott looks at me and goes, oh, my God, it's a Jedi. And I said, no, it's not a Jedi. And Scott goes, that's a Jedi. And I was like, no. And he's like, well, what is he then? Like, just some sort of, like, weird spirit or whatever. I was like, no, no, no. Like, you'll find out. Like, just watch the thing. And, like, Scott's watching it. And he goes, it's a Jedi. And I'm like, no, dude, it's not a Jedi. And then he just whispers under his breath, you're lying to me. (laughs) (laughs) very quietly (laughs) you're lying to me he just like really like you're lying to me right now and then like like 10-15 seconds pass I don't know what the dialogue is on the TV but then all of a sudden that's when Boris turns and says what are you gonna believe Obi-Wan here and Scott goes I told you he was a Jedi Jedi confirmed (laughs) Yeah, he got really intense that I lied to him and then he was redeemed. (laughs) Boris backed him up in this moment. Boris backed him up. I tried to bring him down. Boris backed him up. And now Scott thinks that I lied to him. Well, this was an epic tale with twists and turns and woes and worries. He's here. Marco's like, yay. Wake me up. Wake me up inside. Um, and Cassie pinches him and she's like, you're not drinking. Whoa. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Whoa. I thought we'd moved so on, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. 
<laughs> rather watch with Cassie the, pinching Boris. Ugh, I'd rather watch the Bring Me to Life music video than the Santamorphs episode. <laughs> Cassie pinches him, says you're not dreaming. Mark was like, you're supposed to pinch yourself, which I thought was kind of funny. Then he said, all of this time, I can't believe you couldn't see stuck in the dark and <laughs> you, you were never there for me. me. They'd been sleeping for a thousand years, it seems. <laughs> they had to open their eyes to everything. There must be something more! Can't. I can't deal with this. <laughs> Rachel's like, what are you? Ghost is like, I am Elemist. Mark is like, thanks, that's very, very specific. Thanks for clearing that up. Elemist is like, you're too dumb to understand. And explains that they're basically gods and can do anything. Kids are like, why did you do all of this? Basically. I like how he keeps saying we. And it's like, isn't it like There's just- There's only one of you. Yeah, dude. it's just you though, right? Like, just fucking you. Unless he's talking about Kryak. Um, I, Kryak's not a fucking- I almost said Kryak's not a Tumen, but Kryak's not, <laughs> not a Tumen. I mean, that's also true. <laughs> just grammatically incoherent, but- <laughs> um, Yeah, Kryak's not an Elemist- person he's just he's just cryak he's not one of them he's just a cryak man i don't know man i'm just a cryak kids are like why did you do all this elemis says they must decide the fate of their race we are officially halfway through this episode (laughs) okay well most of it is dialogue and i've fucking summed it up very concisely you did let's just get to the part where he puts him in a zoo or sends him to the future put him in a zoo uh so the Elemist is like, we don't interfere with other races, except when we do. Um, and the humans are about to be royally fucked. They have the opportunity to save the handful of humans and go live on a different planet, but they all have to agree. And they all start asking about their friends and family. Basically, Tobias will be human. No harm will befall Axe. Tom will be okay because the Elemist will pick a happier time, whatever that means. And Marco's mom gets a big old perhaps. it's like all right that's vague and not helpful like what honestly in the tv show though what do they know of marco's mom at this point just that she's dead like they don't know that she's alive right right so i think marco was asking like will my mom be alive and the elements was like perhaps sometimes things happen (laughs) sometimes things happen And then his mom jumped over the barrier into freedom of the lagoon outside And Marco is standing there with his fist raised in the air as his mom jumped over him. Free Willy Bingo. Fuck. That one wasn't my fault. Mm -hmm. You started it. I did. It was my fault. (laughs) Uh, If they say no, then they go back to before, stuck under the net with Tobias as a hawk. Rachel's like, I think we should do it. Jake's like, what the fuck, Rachel? And Tobias is like, you don't have to do this for me, darling. And Rachel's like, bitch, it's not about you. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> it's like, Tobias, Send she has to other shit going on in her life. It's not about you. Yeah. <sighs> it is a little bit about him. I mean, sort of. I mean, like, he got into that hug and he was like, oh, shit. Like, there's something here, man. There's something here. She it's loves me. boobs. What? Oh, sorry. Boobs? <laughs> There were boobs. There were boobs, but like, come on, man. (laughs) (laughs) 
know that I've ever gotten you to that level of exasperation before. (laughs) I'm drooling. Oh, God. (laughs) You drooling just made me choke. Please don't die. This is how it ends for us. Oh. I have, my abs hurt so bad. I'm, yeah, I'm, my entire body hurts. I've never felt so chastised by you. Before. <laughs> oh my god! Oh god! I'm gonna vomit Porter if I laugh any harder. Oh no! <laughs> it's <this>. fine. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Okay. Sorry. Okay. Oh my god. Um Okay, they're all fucking arguing with each other. This is where Marco calls him Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh yeah. Jake yells at the Elmist, and the Elmist is like, Step into my office, and he transport them into the future. Everything is yellow and radioactive and destroyed and made of really bad CGI. I'm waking up to ash and dust. Forget <laughs> <laughs> uh, my beaver band. Imagine dragons. Imagine dragons. Imagine that. Imagine that. Imagine this my song surprise. really drags on. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. That <laughs> song was about Spider Man. Radioactive is about Spider Man? I guess that's I can what I've heard. See that. That's what I've heard. I have heard this. <laughs> Spider-Man 2. Too many Spider-Man. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I'm just scrubbing through the song lyrics in my head now and like, oh man, I don't know if this is about Spider-Man. I know. He talks about a prison bus and an apocalypse. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the rest of it's fairly vague enough. I don't know. Paint it red to fit right in. Whoa. Spider-Man's costume is red. Okay, somebody write in, tell me if this song is about Spider-Man. That would be to anonymousanimorphs at gmail.com. Thank you, in advance. Yes. Um, unfortunately for these kids, Spider-Man is not in this future um, to save them. Uh, they are walking through a destroyed building, and they, they should have used this shit for the construction site, because it's literally like a broken building. Um, yep. It looks like Marco's bedroom. <laughs> um oh my god there's a ship that flies overhead and the clipping on the edges of this ship is rough like this cgi is woofda. we're talking like oh man early 90s video games here y'all um i mean this is the advantage of the before times when you're watching this on youtube was the quality on youtube is so bad that you wouldn't notice this shit yeah yeah but <coughs> Yeah, that's very that's very fair. So watch this episode on on YouTube, everyone. <laughs> it'll make it better. It, yeah, it'll make it something. I don't know if better is the right word. Um. Well, it'll take the edge off. It'll take some of the edge off. Yes. Um. The there's a cityscape. These ugly buildings. Kendrona rays beaming into pools everywhere. It it looks bad. I'll just say that. Um. 
And then this they're is like, the point where I yelled, "Oh my god, it's the Eggs Tower!" <laughs> the Eggs Tower, yes, it's here. And like, okay, so they point out the EGS Tower, and then I'm like, "Oh, are they gonna do the whole thing where the Elemis shows them where the Candrona is, and they have to go in real life and go to the EGS Tower and like defeat the thing?" Fuck no, that. fucking none of that happens. So there was no point. They fucking. Used it to just be like, well, the Candrona is up there. Oh, it's beaming into pools. I guess they're not afraid to be out in the open, which means everyone's a controller now. And then Visor 3 slash 1 shows up and he was standing right there the whole time and nobody realized he was there. Um... He's like, I'm Visor 1 now, bitches. And the kids try to run. They're surrounded by controllers. Uh, Visor 1's like, meet my best warrior. And a blonde woman steps out from behind him and says, hello, Rachel. I definitely thought he was going to say best friend. And when he said warrior, it really fucked me up. My BFF, Rachel. This is my BFF, Rachel. She's Rachel. my second in command. I love her. Rachel, where's the oatmeal, Rachel? I was definitely getting, like, Taylor vibes from her, though. I couldn't focus on anything but the weird brown lipstick she was wearing. <laughs> brown lipstick in the 90s. What a concept. <laughs> Yikes. So weird. So weird. And she, she looked nothing like Brooke. Like, absolutely not a thing like Brooke. It's fine. Um, They, they figure out she's Rachel from the future. And uh, they were like what choice did we make? And she's like, the right one, of course. And Tobias is like, are we all controllers in the future? And she says, oh, not you, Tobias. And Visitor 3 is like, I fucking ate you, bitch, with barbecue sauce. And future Rachel helpfully adds that she had a drumstick. And then, and then regular Rachel sees a knife at her hip, grabs it, and goes to stab her in the face. Yes. And meanwhile, I was like, oh, finally, like, some fucking darkness in this show. Like, yeah, fucking stab a bitch, Rachel. Do it, man. But then she's back in her own time, and the Elemist holds up her hand. What? Holds up his hand and is like, hang on. Stop that. It's not real. He literally says, like, no need to yell, Rachel. Like, yeah, she's the one in the fucking wrong here, Elemist. Yeah, Elemist. You Jesus. Tool head. Ugh, you fucking duty head. <laughs> duty face. Uh, da, 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 da. She drops a knife. Jake's like, I've changed my vote. And Rachel's like, no, you dipshit. Uh, <laughs> now I've changed my vote. Yeah, she does a 180. And then she's like, hey, Elemis, is this the only outcome? And he's like, it's the most probable one. And she's like, but it's not the only one. And we can't sit back and let this happen. We have to fight. We're all in this together. I vote no. We're all in this together. And then she's Zephron. Twist. Oh. She's the Zephron now. I was the Zephron all along. Oh, yeah. Um, Everyone's (laughs) like, you're right, Rachel. And Tobias is like, I was starting to enjoy the taste of rodent. Um, And Rachel holds his hand. Uh, Cute. Oh, my God. That skewed. Catherine O'Hara as Moira, and then ended on Alexis. <laughs> you just did a, a slide along that personality and voice bar for me. Oh, I tried. Except that. Here's space. the thing, though. Brooke is like two heads shorter than Christopher, 
So like the yeah. way that she like grabbed his hand was like really awkward. <laughs> She's like, I have to bunch up my elbow because your arm comes like all the way down to my knee at this point. Yeah. He's such a tall man. So yeah, they all are like, we're going to stay. And Elvis is like, all right, bye. And it's a flash of light. <laughs> Goodbye. They're back under that net. Um, kids are like, oh man, this sucks. And then Rachel's like, hang on, I still have this knife. Visitor 3 is walking towards them. Rachel cuts a hole big enough for Tobias to fly out of. He goes and he flies at Visitor 3 and he makes him fall over. And then he starts going after some of the controllers. I will let you talk about this bird stuff. I mean, it was just really bad. Yeah. It was just real fucking bad. Like, um, the biggest things I took away from it were just that you could definitely see that there was the arm protection under Visitor 3's suit. Mm Mm-hmm. Suit arm. I mean... The bird did great. He landed where he was supposed to. He held on. These people, they were very scared. They did their best. Once again, the kids just really outdo the adults in all of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was bad. I really don't have much to add beyond that. It's yep. just real bad. Yep. I like I like how Visitor 3 is on the ground. Tobias goes and lands on him. And... The actor, like, holds his elbow out for the bird to land on. And then he's like, oh, no, yes. a bird! Yeah, the bird lands and he's like, ah, oh, I didn't expect this outcome! <laughs> Despite the fact that I held my arm out very obviously for you to perch on. It's fine. Yes. Uh, Once again, could have clipped out just a second on the top half of that and it would have been yep. a little bit more accurate. Yep. Uh, well. Whatever. But they didn't. They didn't do any of this. Uh, that's the story. That's the real story of the Animorphs TV show. But they didn't. But they didn't. They could have, but they did not. They could have. They didn't. They did not. <laughs> I did not hit. Okay. No. No. Put those guardrails up. Okay. We gotta, All right. We gotta stay in the lane this time. Okay. Okay. We gotta get through this. Flies off. Fizzer 3 is like, get get the children. Um, The net is empty. Visitor 3 goes over. He's like, enjoy your freedom while it lasts. And he looks at the hole that Rachel cut in the net. And then, like, the camera just kind of stays on him. And he's just waffling around on the ground. And then after a while, he just screams, like, Andalite! And shakes his fist. (laughs) (laughs) It was very, like, con! You could tell it was improvised. It was delightful. Uh, Then we get the biggest fucking cock tease in Animorphs history ever. Oh. In my mind, what happens next is they're in the woods. Yeah. Jake says split up. Yeah. You never split the party, but yep. sure, whatever, yep. Jake. Yep. We get Rachel and Marco running to a car, yep. and I cheered. I said, oh. Marco's gonna drive. Yep. And then there were no motherfucking keys. Yep. I mean, he kind of drives, though. Okay. Yeah, whatever. <sighs> so, okay, one thing I want to say before that happens is that Marco complimented Rachel for what she did with the knife, and she says, yeah, that summer survival training finally paid off. And I was like, it takes survival training to cut open a net with a knife? WTF? Okay, whatever. I mean, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I just Like what they were teaching the Girl Scouts in the 90s? That's probably exactly it. Oh, that's true. They probably, it was probably a big deal for a girl to know how to cut stuff with a field knife. Because. Definitely. Because feminism, like we talked about in the last episode. Apparently, t- 
to great lengths. It was revolutionary for girls to be able to wield knives in a survival context, you see. <laughs> I'm just... Yeah. I mean, before that, women only knew how to use knives to cut up dinner that they prepared for their men. So this is really revolutionary stuff. <laughs> I'm spewing bullshit. Don't listen to me. I was five when this show came out. Anyway. And already a goddamn warrior of justice. Warrior. I am a god warrior. Oh, shit. Okay, they get the truck. It's one of those trucks with like a canvas back on it. And Axe is in there and they try to wake him up. He's unconscious. Um, Like a a Humvee. Yeah, like a Humvee. Marco gets in the front of the car. There's no key in the ignition. Um, He looks in the rearview mirror. Some controllers and Visor 3 are walking towards them. He releases the emergency brake. Oh my god. What? I forgot to tell you. Scott and I got into another argument about this. Okay. Because the guys were walking up towards the car with flashlights. Yeah! Yeah. And Scott was like, why are they walking up with flashlights? It's daylight out. And I said, oh, those are Draken beams. But then, no, they were actually flashlights. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 Oh, my God. Yep. And then Scott goes, I don't know what the fuck a Draken beam is. And then I just gave up at that point. Yeah. Yeah! I. That's a good point. They did have quote-unquote flashlights that were on. They were straight flashlights. Straight up flashlights. It was daytime. Yep. They have their flashlights in the day so they can, so they can. <laughs> that's my contribution. Thank you. Listen. I appreciated that one. This episode is off the rails from start to finish. Fuck. It, it gets slightly better because Marco releases the emergency brake and starts rolling the truck backwards. Um, <laughs> he fucking, like, <laughs> he's, like, steering it towards the controller. He's trying to run them off the road. And this poor old geriatric controller has to, like, roll out of the way. <laughs> that man did the work that day. <laughs> oh, my God. He was, like, 68 years old. I felt We so watched bad. a man break his hip on camera. He's fallen and he can't get up. Someone <laughs> help him. Oh, man. He just took this guy out. And Visor 3 also has to dive out of the way. Um, while Marco loses control of the truck and it slams into a tree. Rachel has cut Axe free. And she and Axe in Human Morph jump out the back of the truck. Meet up with Jake and Cassie. And Rachel tells them to run away. Controllers are running around towards her. And she morphs into a lion and scares them off. And Visor 3 looks pissed. He's pissed. This is where Scott yelled at me, what are they afraid of? And I said, well, she's a lion. He goes, yeah, well, don't they have draken beams then? Why would they be afraid of her if they had draken beams? And I think he was trying to prove a point. Like, they don't have draken beams. They have flashlights. Yeah. But, like, it was really lost on me because I was just so confused as to what was happening at this point. Yep. Lions are very scary. I mean, this lion literally turns and limps. Like, on camera limps. Oh, he limped? He, like, takes this, like, weird step and, like, gimps away. And I'm like, oh, this is a weak-ass lion. Oh, poor Bosco. Is that the lion's name? It's something like it. I don't know if it's Bosco. I think I have Dante Bosco, beloved actor Dante Bosco. Um... It's something like that. I don't know. It's in the book. I'll I'll read it when I eventually finish that book. 
Story of my life. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, we're almost done. We're almost done. We're almost done. We're almost done. We're all in this together. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. Rachel's on her front steps. She's reading a copy of Dracula. Why the fuck is she not reading The Art of War? <laughs> Fucking missed opportunity here. There's so many missed opportunities. She could be reading anything. Anything. And they chose Dracula. Yeah. Dracula. <laughs> Whatever. Also, the thing that pissed me off more is they did the dark filter over daylight thing again. Oh my god. That, yeah. Right after the flashlight thing. I'm so confused. Lighting is not a priority in this show. Neither is, like, sense of, <laughs> I don't know what to call it. Evening. Shading. Yeah. Sense of time and date and sunset position. Fuck. You know what? Plot. Camera work. Angles. Writing. Lines. None of it's a priority. What is the priority in this show? Money. Not getting fired from their jobs. I don't know. I don't I'm know. I don't know. <sighs> I guess some of the actors got future gigs from their stint on Animorphs, maybe? Question mark? Like Sean Ashmore was in X-Men because of his stint on Animorphs? Yeah, I don't know. So one actor. One actor got his What about Brooke? Wasn't this Animorphs? like her first? It was Christopher's first role, wasn't it? I don't know. No, I don't. Brooke had a pretty long repertoire before she was on Animorphs. But, I just saw her resume that she got hired on the other day. Oh, uh, but she was like 16 when Animorphs came out. But I guess. Yeah, it wasn't like anything big, but she had like a full sheet of like roles. Okay. Just small uh, roles and stuff. Whatever. I'm, why are we trying to justify the show? <laughs> 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 I don't Why? know what we're doing, honestly. I don't know. Okay, I'm almost done. I'm gonna do it. I'm okay. so sorry. Okay, she's reading Dracula. Her dad rolls up. He's like, you shouldn't read that. You'll have nightmares. And she's like, not with my life. <laughs> I'm not he okay. Out of the car and he goes, jump scare. Jump scare. I'm a vampire goes, bitch. Don't read these books. Uh. You'll get nightmares if you read all these books. Oh my god. Punch him. They're spooky books. Oh my god. <sighs> yeah, she's like It's almost Halloween, Rachel <laughs> oh, so sorry Let me finish so... <laughs> oh, I hate this episode so much Let me just finish <laughs> I want to kill myself <laughs> Oh Okay, please finish before I puke from laughing. Uh, I'm sorry. I hate this episode so much. Uh, Alright, 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 alright. Dad's like, you're not coming with me, are you? And she stands up and there's sappy fucking piano pop music playing. She's like, I love you, Daddy, but I got shit to do here. He's like, all right, bye. And he leaves in his car. Marco pops out of the bushes like a fucking creep. And combined with the piano pop music love song situation, I thought he was going to ask her out. But then he was like, I was just walking my bird. Tobias is there. And (laughs) Rachel's like, I think the Elemist wanted us to make that choice. He wasn't supposed to interfere, but he wanted them free for the net. So that's why he left me the knife. And she's like, Tobias, 
you're not going to become lunch and I'm not going to become a controller. And that's a promise. And Marco goes and he sits down next to her on the front steps and she sits very, very close to him. So close. So close. Uncomfortably close. And I'm, I'm getting vibes here. And then Rachel does some shitty monologue about love and Tobias flies away. And that's the end. Okay. Go for it. Go crazy. Okay. I'm so sorry. There, no, no, no. There was just one important part that you missed out okay. on, on that ending when they were sitting there. Okay. And that was Rachel sits down so close to Marco. Yeah. And he like leans over and does this thing where he takes a closed fist and, like, kind of bumps the top of her elbow. Yeah. And then the bottom of her elbow. Yeah. And, like, it was the weirdest maneuver. And then Scott and I kept doing it to each other. Like, <laughs> I'd be like, hey, man, good job. And I'd just give him a top and then bottom elbow bump. And he'd, <laughs> he'd do it to me. I'd be like, good job with this thing. Oh, my God. It was, it was just such a weird thing to do. Like, yeah. And... Like, he, like, okay, he sits down on the steps, and he kind of, like, lounges backwards. And she sits, like, right in, like, the space between, like, his rib cage and his hip. And, like, he, he, he already had his arm out, and so he's, like, got his arm wrapped around her. And, like, I don't know. I don't even, like, I don't even know what was happening. I, it was, like, that time where she was, like, like, talking to him about, about, um, like, being a cat and wanting to, like, eat his little rat body. Oh, and he, like, yeah. turned towards her and they, like, basically brushed noses. Like, that's the same kind of vibe I was getting. I'm like, okay, like, friends of their nature don't really do this. Like, this is, like, boyfriend-girlfriend kind of vibes I'm getting. <laughs> there was, like, one person on the TV show that was, like, an actual fan and was, like, a real Marcelco shipper or whatever it is. Marcelco. I don't even know how to pronounce it. I've only written it, but... They were like, listen, I'm going to get this into the show somehow. Yeah. I don't care about anything else going on in the show, clearly. And they were like, okay, Boris and Brooke, you got to sit like real close together because it's a really tight camera shot. And they were like, okay, we're actors. Real like, we're going to do what you say. And she was just like, hey, hey, hey. Closer. 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 <laughs> oh, my God. Creep. And then there's just so much happening in that ending. I... I can't even go back to it now. I'm sorry. Ugh. I'm sorry I trapped you for a moment. <laughs> I was just like, oh God, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> I was panicked. I, don't I was know. panicked and I lashed out. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, that's this episode. Yep. Yeah. Oh my God horrible i don't even it it goes in my bottom one this is the worst one we've this watched so far a thousand percent the worst one we've seen so whoever was asking us about rankings the other day there you go this is the worst yep. unilaterally universally unanimously yeah awful yeah the, just the worst one i just i can't get over that andalite thing which one? The the one the the lady Andalite, and then they were confused. Oh, like I can't. I didn't know if you were talking about Visitor Three getting shocked and falling to the floor. Oh no! Axe being caught with ropes. There was like some semblance of like, okay, like he can't open the thing. I understand that the the fucking Andalite in the woods thing made no sense. Like, how did that clear anything? How did that clear? Like, how did? 
Whoever pulls the triggers and says and like approves the episode, how did that get past them? They were clearly drunk or on cocaine or both. Man. I do, I mean, I truly 100% honestly thought that I had made that up after I saw it. Mm-hmm. Like I it happened and then a minute later I'm like, I did not I didn't just see that. That's that's I'm mistaken. That's a fake thing that I made up. No. Yeah. I was like, oh, this was just something that my brain inserted that was wrong. Nobody else saw this. Yeah. No, it's it's real. It's all real. Uh, do you want to rate the characters and the kids? I don't know. I, I don't know either. I truly just honestly don't know. I just, I'm ready for something else that is not this. <laughs> Um, okay, sorry. I, I'll stop despairing. And <sighs> I mean, you don't have to stop. I truly don't know if I want to rate them at this point. I mean, I love, I love the actors. I always do. I mean, there was never, there wasn't, there was not a moment in this episode where I thought like, oh, this actor did an especially good job. Like I was just so weighed down by all of the nonsense happening that there wasn't really like any standalone moments for me from like our favorite favorite actors. So I don't really have any comments there because everything was just so bad and terrible and confusing and awful. I mean, I agree. Like I was trying to think about things that the actors did and like I just remember all of the things happening around them, and I don't know what they did. Were they even there? Like, if they were not present in the episode, I don't know that it would have made any difference at all. Yeah. There's two things I liked about this episode. I liked the hug. Yeah, the hug was great. And I liked that Rachel had such a bad reaction to the nightmare and went to stab her older self, because, like... I, I think that's probably, like, as dark as we're gonna get. Like, the, what I really liked about the books was seeing how everything was just, like, affecting the kids, like, in a negative way. Mm-hmm. And, like, we got a little bit of that in this episode. But that's it. That's, that's the only, like, saving graces for me. Oh, my God. It was so bad. It was so... It was just very okay. bad. It was a very bad episode. Who wrote this? Who wrote this? I'm looking it up right now on, on the live podcast... Googling stuff with Casey and Alex. We're Googling stuff live on the podcast. And Marps TV show episode 10. Let's try that. Yes. Episode 10. Episode 10. Let's look at the thing. Does it say on the Seropedia, friends? Okay. Mm. Okay. On the Seropedia, it says previous episode, the capture. Next episode, the reaction. So there's some confusion happening. Wait. Yes, there's some severe confusion. Oh, wait, no. This says it's the alien. Okay, I'm confused. Oh, does it... (laughs) uh, Okay, episode... Okay. I I can't even, like, bring myself to look this up because it's so confused about what fucking episode it is. I give up. I give up. up, Yeah, okay. I'll I'll assign blame later because I was gonna... I was gonna fulfill some sort of prophecy and then I just... Remembered how bad this episode was, and I gave up. I just want to be done. <laughs> if I'm honest. Okay. Let's do it. We have the power. Let's uh, do it. I'm so sorry, everyone. Don't be sorry. Email me. 
how you're not sorry and we're not sorry at anonymousanimorphs at gmail.com or Facebook it to me at Animorphs Anonymous or Super Secret Super Awesome subgroup, the Andalite Bandalites, which is facebook.com slash group slash Animorphs Anonymous. Or you can tweet at me at Animorphs Anon or you can Instagram me at Animorphs Anonymous. Oh my god, you said Instagram instead of Insta Slam. I'm so confused and disoriented. <laughs> <gasps> Me too. This episode has destroyed oh, me. Oh, no. All right. Well, if you want to talk to Alex, myself, and other Animorphs fans, you can join our Discord server. Uh, if you want the link to that, just message us on any of our social media platforms, and we can get you hooked up with that. It's really fun. You should come join us. You absolutely should come join us. But if you hate joining people and instead would prefer to read a comic alone, tell me about boys who don't like colleges. <laughs> Okay, listen, listen, I I have not written much professionally in my life, but I have written and drawn some semblance of a comic. It is ongoing, but I like to think that my writing is much better than the writing in this episode. So if you want to check out yes. at least better writing than this episode, you should check out my comic. It's called Beside You, and you can go read that for free at bsideyoucomic.com. Or if you want to give me money to continue my writing and drawing spree, uh, you can visit my Patreon at patreon.com slash kcdstudios, and you can get work-in-progress pages and early comic pages. I am months ahead. It's a good time. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great time. And I am a patron, and that's why I know that these boys do not like college. <laughs> 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 Oh, man. Uh, there's another bad boy who doesn't like school. His name's Superboy. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so drunk. <laughs> it's okay. I'm not that drunk. I'm just so done with this episode. Oh, anyways, if you want to listen to a podcast where I'm not completely done with the episode, I am a sometimes accidental, but maybe now kind of not accidentally a third host on a podcast called From Cadmus to Crisis. This is a Superboy podcast. I hang out with David and Drew from the Alternorphs episode and Drew from the Megamorphs in the Time of the Dinosaurs episode. And we talk about Superboy. We read the comics. I voice some characters. I was Tribunal Prime. I sentenced Superman to death. And I'd fucking do it again, too. <laughs> God damn it. Fuck that guy. So, fuck that guy. Fuck Superman. He has no jack shit. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm on that podcast. It's a drunken time, if not a good time. It's, it's fun. We just finished up the, the Losing It series, so the last episode of that went live the other day, and um, they've now renounced Facebook as a platform in its entirety, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, fuck Facebook, too. <laughs> Am I right? Um, yeah. Um, yeah. It's, yeah. I don't know where to go. <laughs> where do I go with this? I'm trapped in this corner. <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's our thing. Fuck facebook i guess you're like you're like when they were handing balloons to boris and then there was no one to <laughs> hand the balloons to so he just kind of <laughs> held it awkwardly i just kept holding it out and no one was taking it from me and i just kept trying and nothing was happening <laughs> oh my god okay
So the next episode of this show, I have already seen because I watched it mistakenly instead of the last episode. I think it'll be better. I hope. We'll see. I think it has to because nothing can be worse than this fucking episode (laughs) that we just watched. (laughs) This is rock bottom. We've done it. It's only up from here. Good (laughs) job. We've done it. We've hit rock bottom. Thank God. Yay. Oh, Oh, God. And Jesus. maybe by the time we we publish this episode, we'll have some fucking election results. Probably not, though. So probably help, not. Help us, someone. It's been twenty four years, <laughs> and still there's no results to this election. Uh, I have to leave, or I'll cry. Okay. <laughs> All right. Peace out, Mayor for help. President, twenty twenty. <laughs>